Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you for joining me for another week here on the show. Uh, before we get started, I want to go ahead and thank our patron for the show, Mr. Aaron Simpkins at True Strength Apparel. Uh, if you don't know, Aaron Simpkins was the first interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast whenever we changed the, the, the platform of the show from just myself to interviews. And uh, so you can go back and listen to that and you can hear his heart behind his business. Go to truestrengthapparel.com and go get all of your clothing needs. You can get a hat like my True Strength dad hat, which I love. And um, and yeah, man, he, he does some great things over there. So go check him out. He's also a, a sponsor for the Trackstar show, which I want to give a shout out here because without Trackstars, this show really wouldn't be possible. And uh, they're the ones that gave me the heads up on uh, on getting this stuff started. So uh, shout out to Trackstars for that. You can go to trackstars.com and check out everything they have going on. And, um, and I also want to shout out real quick, the Solomon's Porch Podcast. If you haven't checked that out yet, you can go. It's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all of that. That's Solomon's Porch Podcast. I noticed sometimes I say it fast and people think I'm saying Solomon's Sports Podcast, but it's not a sports podcast. For that, you want to check out Debate Fuel. So uh, that's also powered by Trackstar. So you can also check that out too over on SoundCloud. Yeah, man, got a lot of great stuff coming. So I'm officially announcing February is the month for Trackstars interviews. So if you want to hear the heart behind Mr. Sean Grant, Ryan Righteous, we got Mr. Derek Myers, and also have one more interview that I got to have taken place before I list it off because I want to have something completed before I announce it. That's just the way I like to, to make sure I'm doing my business practices there. And because uh, I don't want to have to recant a statement after I already released it to you. But uh, but yeah, so that's going to be next month in February. So be looking forward to that. And uh, and this week we have a special guest, which I was so happy to interview because he has some some one. He's a very uh, intellectual man. If you've ever seen him on Periscope, then he just I don't know. He's, he's all about the gospel and he's all he, he he's all about the business, too. And, um, and by that, I mean, he's not ignorant to what we have to do here on earth to grow the, the kingdom of God. And it's important for Christians to get out there and, and really try to dominate every market they're in, whether it's music, whether it's uh, business, whether it's media, whether it's news outlets, everything. We need to be out there and we need to be 100% going hard for God and um and showing our messiah that that we're working uh unto him as we are serving our brothers and sisters in christ so anyway uh oh i haven't announced him yet it's mr lavoisier cornerstone from grow the heck up if you don't know what it's about you can go to grow the and check it out and uh, a lot of you know him as a rapper uh which he does still you know he, he still calls himself a christian rapper uh he's not ashamed of it and uh and he's not going away from the title, but he's, he's much more than that. So anyway, I was able to sit down with him for an interview. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump into it now. So here we go. Alrighty. Welcome back to the business with Bordeaux podcast. We have a special guest this week. A lot of y'all might know of him as Mr. Grow the heck up captain OG, but uh, we have LaVarcier Cornerstone. He is the founder of grow the heck up. How you doing, sir? 
Doing well. God bless you, bro. Glad to be here. Man, I'm excited to do this interview with you, man. I've been following you for a little while. And obviously, like like most people, we probably found you through uh, through connection with God over money. Right. And yeah. and I think one of the, the biggest things that I love about what you do is like you, you're not you're not chasing after doing music. Right. For sure. Even though you could do music. And I think anybody who has heard you rap know that you could and you could probably be successful at it. But, yes, you know. Yeah, you have different unique views on on what God wants you to do, right? Right. And um, right. so I, I wanted to sit down with you and and kind of get that message across because I feel like it's an important one, especially in a world now where everybody wants to be a rapper, everybody wants to be famous for this, that, and the other, right? And and I feel like that's a special calling from God. Like even if you have the gifts to rap, that might not be what God wants you to do. Yes, it. indeed. Right. <laughs> so, right. Agreed. Anyway, man. Um, so if you will, man, if you'll give the audience a little bit of background about yourself and right. kind of what led up to, to what led up to the start of Grow the Heck Up. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian rapper by uh, original vocation, um, kind of moving out of that seat. But I guess I'll probably be a rapper forever. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I you know, as Christian rappers, most of the time we get opportunities to do things that average rappers don't do and probably won't do that aren't famous because they do ask us to come to schools. They do ask us to come to um, jails and detention centers and block parties by sheer virtue of the fact that we have a positive message. We're, you know, you grow up in your church or connected to your church, get saved. You're probably connected to people you know, who have different vocations to say, hey, that guy in my church raps, let me bring him. So that being said, throughout the course of being a rapper and, you know, people kind of like what I did and I, and I appreciated that. And um, then I hooked up with Bizzle, I think probably like, I don't know, 2011, somewhere around in 2010. And, um, you know, uh, you know, being, being featured on, on Bizzle's album would go more than like my whole album, like without Bizzle on it. So, you know, I, so I appreciated his platform to be able to speak to people and connect with people. But as I'm doing community work, I'm working with organizations like Young Life, I'm in the hood ministering. It just began to feel really, really empty. I go to schools and it's like, man, where is this cool kid Christian hip hop presence in these other walks of life, right? It's like, I, I joke, like when you go to the soup kitchen ministry, ain't nobody got Jordans on. When you go to the Feed the Homeless ministry, ain't nobody got Jordans on. Right. <laughs> but, but youth night, turn up night, everybody, all the cool kids is out with their jewelry, with their watches and their Jordans, you know what I'm saying? And it just begin to feel like, where is all this swagger and influence and cultural knowledge that we possess in other areas where there's young people, not just the music industry, because I know everybody wants to save Kanye West and Pusha T and all of that. But, you know, <laughs> God began to kind of show me the next Pusha T, the next Biggie Smalls is sitting on a bench somewhere as I walk past him in the park. Right. Um, so I begin to pray, bro. Like, sincerely, I begin to say, God, you know, I, I come to school and, and rap and try to sneak the gospel in. But it was like, man, Lord, give me something vocational. Give me something that I can go to schools with that will add value to young people socioeconomically, um, particularly African-American kids. If you Google fake rappers, I got the first video that comes up is me speaking in schools about hip hop culture. And, but hip hop was like when I was teaching about hip hop, bro, I felt like I was feeding the monster of the desire to rap all the time. And I just felt like eh, I want something else. So I started learning how to code, started learning how to work with technology and do computer programming and all that. Uh, started teaching introductory computer science and web development to middle schoolers and high schoolers at a college on weekends. And it was dope. I walked in the classroom, bro, I had my hat on, I had my chain on, I had my Tim's <laughs> on, you know what I mean? And the kid, yeah. this kid, it was like a movie moment. Kid looked up and was like, yo, you the teacher? I was like, yeah, shorty, what up? You know what I'm saying? 
I was like, yeah, shorty, what up? What's popping? They like, oh, we love this. Yeah. Oh, that was a moment. It wasn't just a day. That was a moment when I was like, oh yeah, I don't need no stage no more. I'm good. Like, right. And I was so serious. I was like, in a, in a twinkling of an eye, I saw the the power of that kind of influence, and I just lost the desire to rap. And I still rap and feature with my friends, Bizzle. I'm on GS latest project. Um, got joints with Eshawn and all Eshawn Burgundy. But so that being said. I had grow the heck up before that, probably since like 2011, 2012. I was putting it on, sh- putting it on shirts. I registered growtheheckup.com, and I would I would blog sparsely whenever I thought it was something worth spouting off and running off at the mouth about. I would just share, and so that was the early beginnings of grow the heck up. Cool. So, real quick, explain uh, what grow the heck up actually means. Like, what what's the reasoning behind the name of it? Right, right. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely meant to be a provocative um, ear ear candy type name, but it's really based on the Bible on Corinthians. First Corinthians says, uh, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So in essence, Grow the Heck Up is a lifestyle brand where we discuss race, religion, music, culture, health, politics, hip hop, and the Bible. That's the motto and the mantra, but we also throw some technology and business um, and financial education and literacy in there as well. Right. Cool. So right now with Grow the Heck Up, uh, what kind of a team do you have there? I know you have different writers. Right. Um, Grow the Heck Up is about 20 people, I would say. I would say we're about 20 people. We got two senior writers, one senior editor, um, probably about 12 bi-weekly contributors. We got two or three people on social media and one person in charge of um, meme marketing, what we call it, you know, which, right, which yeah. we can talk a little bit about, and um, viral video as well. And so, yeah, man, all, all labors, man. And um, yeah, that, so that, that's where we are right now. Okay. So who would you say Grow the Heck Up is comparable to? Like in terms of like secular media and stuff like that. We are world star hip hop for smart people. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's one of the only places on the web where you can come and, and get a, a high level theology article as well as police dash cam footage when somebody gets shot. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Um, because for me, man, it, it's not always the content because we have to have these discussions. It's the perspective. You know, it's not just that. Oh, it's a fight video. It's like, okay, well, what are our thoughts on this fight video? You know, what are what are our thoughts on this occurrence? And that's what we try to have. We feel like we can we we got articles about um technology and, and, and how people are building homes in third world countries and good Christmas gifts. And we got an article on how to clean your makeup brushes from women. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, hey man, if you if it's it's really mainly for millennials. Because if you want if you're a Christian and you want to discuss uh sports, if you want to discuss Certain things, you either have to go outside of Christendom to find your passions. That's why right. I appreciate you, brother, to have a, a millennial Christian broadcast for that audience. You got either got to go outside of Christendom or either you got to go to somebody over 40. If you want to talk money, you got to go Dave Ramsey because he's like 45 years old. If you want to talk theology, you got to go to somebody like Piper. So I have, you know, with, with comparable, I'm trying to be the Oprah. I'm trying to introduce you to your next Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Rachel Ray, and Susie Orman. So, and I'm trying to find those millennial voices, gather them up, use my dramatic antics, because you know I'm dramatic, and bring these competent voices to the people. My accountant, you know, my accountant for the last 10 years, he's one of the financial writers from Grow the Heck Up. Um, he grew up across the street from 50 Cent, you know, and sometimes I forget he's hood. I used to walk into his <laughs> office like, hey, brother, what's going on, man? How are you? God bless you. He's like, yo, what's good, man? And I'm like, yo, man, I got to get you talking to people. People need to see that, you know, so right. that's kind of how I think about it. Awesome. Awesome, man. So with, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So 
there was a, a video that you posted from Grow the Heck Up that, that I really, really loved. And I still <laughs> I commented on it at one point and I said this needs to be taught in every single high school. And mm. I still get I, I still get every once in a while, this is probably I don't, it might have been a year ago is when I commented on it. And every mm-hmm. once in a while I still see comments flowing from that particular art or the video you shared. And it was a video of it was a, it was a young kid who did some investing, and I think it was I don't know if it was Jordan or Nike, but it was in a shoe right. company. Right. You, you know what video I'm talking about? Yes, sir. It has it. Ha, it uh, it's not our original content, but uh, that right. that's part of that viral video strategy where we give people things that are relevant even if they're not ours. That video is up to 12 million views on our Facebook page. Right. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. incredible. So, mm-hmm. if you would um, speak to to why it's so important for for these young kids to learn stuff like that. And, and how, how do you think we as a Christian community mm-hmm. and as possible, you know, business leaders who are listening to the show, how can we contribute to that in, in the, in the lives of, of young men and women to where mm-hmm. they can see something beyond what's on the TV to really, um, to better their lives and make a difference. Cause if I'm not mistaken, I thought I saw someone said that he's doing some social work now or like social uh, so doing things in communities and stuff, right? Like social activism. I think I saw that right, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so what do you think that that right now is is you know kind of the key important things that that we should do as church leaders, as business mm-hmm. community leaders, to reinforce that for for young kids growing up? You know, um, first and foremost, you know, you know, you can say things like it starts in the church and it starts in the home. And it, and it really does, man. And it, and it doesn't just start with what you share with your kids. It starts with who you are. You know, like as soon as as soon as we connected on Telegram, you know, you're like, yo, you listen to Gary. Vee? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you listen to this guy. Like, yeah, it, like immediately our interests and our desire to learn and know is I think is what brought us to each other. And so I'm like, you have to be a learner to create a learner. You know, like if if you're spending your free time watching, you know, Game of Thrones and you binge watching Netflix episodes, you know, when your kids are on video games for two, three hours, you can't complain. They learned it by watching you. When you create a culture of learning and hunger to know and how to grow your family base and think about your future, that rubs off on your kids. Your kids begin to speak that way and use that kind of language. The same way when you sit and watch sports, your kids begin to quote the sports stats. Um so I think that's one of the things we need to do first and foremost. But we also need to be edu- um, intentional about emphasizing education in the sense of knowledge and wisdom and understanding even beyond school. How, how to think strategically, you know, um, because a degree should just be part of a strategy. But, yeah, that, that's where I think it starts. It starts with being intentional, helping them understand the value of it. Um, because you know, I, th- I think they say uh, teenagers spend nine hours a day on social media, average Facebook users gives Facebook 50 minutes a day. And I think a high, high cell phone users, high users, um, click swipe or tap their phone over 5,000 times a day. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And, and mid to average users, um, uh, click tap or swipe their phone like 2000 times a day. And I'm like, man, two to three hours a day, an hour and a half to two hours a day, for the next four, three, four months, you could probably change your life, change your socioeconomic status, learn a new skill, you know what I mean? Lose some weight. So I think, you know, teaching young people how to be intentional about time. And I'll say one thing, and I try not to be too long-winded, brother, but you know how I am. No, um, you're good. So I, I I think that um I, I lost my train of thought. So uh uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll come we'll come back to that. If I if I remember it, I'll tell you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. I noticed that. You know, my, myself, you know, as I'm trying to to get this thing off the ground and run and, and do these podcasts and interviews, 
Like, it is so hard for me to sit down and watch, like, anything on Netflix. I have to force myself to sit down, because, like, my wife and I, there's a few shows we like to watch, and, and that's kind of our time together, is watching right. a show cool. or whatever. Same here. And so it's just super-duper hard for me to justify, like, playing a game. Or <laughs> playing a game app. Like, even apps like, you know, Clash of Clans, like I used to play. I can't do that anymore, because right. it's like I'm so focused on all this other stuff. Right. And, right. And, you know watching grow the heck up on a uh, periscope so. <laughs> <laughs> my man salute yeah man so yeah. all of those taps for a lot of people are those hearts uh, yeah, yeah, amen of... <laughs> amen and, you know, and, my, and my thing is all about efficiency that's why you know i've I really developed a, a love for social media and appreciation for being strategic about how can i connect people to people and people to content in a way that's meaningful you know, in a way that when you leave every platform I have, no matter what social network, I want you to leave that platform and feel edified, educated and or encouraged. At least one of those. You know what I'm saying? And because, you know, life is not going back to the way it is. We're not going to put these devices down. So I work. I try. I try. We, we try to work very hard to make sure the time spent on any of our platforms, people feel like it's valuable to them when they walk away. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask in regards to to, to the Periscope. Right. You know, I noticed, you know, for what about two or three years, you've been periscoping pretty hard now. Two years. Yep. I think two years. Yeah. And that's when I really, you know, started following you because obviously there's, there's videos that kind of went viral somewhat, especially yeah. in the Christian yeah. hip hop community that people would right. see and stuff. And so, you know, it was like, I think Bizzle shared a broadcast and I watched it and I was right. like, you know, I just, uh, I loved your perspective on a lot of things and mm -hmm. just the, the way you're able to balance everything out on both sides of the mm -hmm. spectrum with different issues and stuff. And Amen, um, I try. so one of my big questions is, was that something, uh, one, mm -hmm. did that grow the, the traffic to your website and stuff or to your other social media platforms, those Periscope sessions? And yeah. two, did you decide to continue? If it did, did you strategically decide to keep doing that uh, in order to kind of grow, you know, grow the heck up? And, right. you know, what has that done for, for your platform in general, Periscope? Because I know, like, Facebook Live is starting to take off now. Right, right. And so a lot of different live chats are, are really, really working for, for some companies right. and stuff. So so if you would just kind of address that and kind of share some of your experience with that. No doubt. Here, here's, here's a little bit of my social media philosophy in my, in my short time of being actively about trying to um, optimize my social media usage. Um, I think everybody should be on as many platforms as they can. And then you should prioritize based on the demographic of where your users are. You know what I mean? They, they will be, but 50 and 60 year olds ain't on Snapchat like that. So if that's your demographic, right. keep it in mind, but you might want to go with Facebook Live. So, but that being said, you know, I'm a rapper. So it's funny how God works, brother. Um, as soon as I, I did an interview with a publication in our community called Rapzilla, I was at uh, Crossover Church. Um, what's the, what's the, what's the event they have? Flavor Fest? Flavor, Flavor Fest. Yeah. I did an interview telling Rapzilla, yeah, man, I got my album coming in like a couple months. Cause I was so, I rode down there with rappers. We were all on the Grateful Apparel bus. I'm, I'm in the zone. Right before we got the Flavor Fest, I got a call that I've been accepted to one of the premier boot camp web development schools in New York. So I get there and I do the interview and I say my album is coming, but coding and, and computer programming completely <laughs> takes me away. 
And so I go to Wado, DJ Wado, shout out to DJ Wado and WadoRadio.com. Um, I go to Wado's studio, Jar Rocket Studios in Brooklyn, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to get back in the game, Wado. He's like, yo, come do an interview, bro. You know, I love what you talk about. I go. Wado pulls out a phone, and he says, boss, kick a freestyle. And I start looking at the camera. Interesting story. And somebody says, types, hey, is that LaVosier? I jump back like, yo, can people see me? What is that? Like, this live? <laughs> I had not heard of Periscope. I was like, is right. this live? And Widow was like, yeah, that's live, dog. I was like, oh, I felt naked, bro. I was like, oh, this is crazy. What's up? <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, 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 uh. I spit the freestyle. And they were like, yo, that's Periscope, dog. I'm like, Periscope. I go home. The next day, um, uh, a sister of mine named Tara sent. She's doing a scope. Um, I saw it on Facebook. I clicked it. I'm like, let me check out this Periscope thing. And, I, and I'm laying on my, this is so funny. I'm laying on my stomach with my feet up in the air like a little kid. Right. And, and this is relevant. So I'm looking at her periscope now. I'm watching one now. And she says, hi, boss. I'm like, yo, can she see me? I, I, again, like I, I, this was new to me. I was like, yo, what's up? Like, this is ill. So I, I watched her periscope and, and got interacted with her. And then I hit Bizzle. I'm like, yo, Bizzle, yo, you know, periscope. Because I saw you got when you were on there. Right. I like yo, bro. I'm doing a, a Bible study on periscope. I feel like I was made for that thing. Like, like that's I'm, I'm about to kill that. He like. Bet. I'm like, yo, tomorrow. He's like, nah, nah, tomorrow's a holiday. Like, it was like, I remember, it was like Labor Day, right? He's like, nah, tomorrow's a holiday. I was like, all right, Tuesday. So we put up little, you know, made little flyers on these little Android apps or whatever. We put up the flyer for Periscope, Bible study. The first Bible study I did on Periscope was the biggest abomination in the Bible. 400 people show up to the Periscope. Wow. My first Periscope. I was like, oh, yeah, this is my wave. <laughs> and that's how I discovered the platform. So it's not just that it was new, it was really conducive to, to me. I was right. able to keep up with the information the pe as people were talking. So you got to find what works best for your communication style, mix it with what's the most hot, mix with where your demographic is. So that's a little bit of my social media philosophy. And the second part of your question is, Grow the Heck Up existed, but it wasn't popping. It was just there, like growtheheckup.com. Click a, click a picture and buy a t-shirt. Um, but that kicked it off. And then I just began to partner with one of my mentors, take an investment to get the site built, started rounding up the route writers, started negotiating with them, explaining to them how I believed it will be valuable. And being able to build a team has been so essential. Um, when I see a lot of movements in our culture, um, which is one of the reasons I appreciate, appreciate people like track stars. Like I love like, man, it, it's hard to find a group of three or four or five people doing something together. <laughs> like, right, right. You no, know, everybody's like one man armies. And so, um, so yeah. And, and we just begin to build from there and the momentum begin to grow and, and, and God begin to, uh, allow people to see some of my other gifts. And, and, and I was like, rapping where, who, for what, why? Nah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I noticed, uh, you know, a lot of people would jump on Periscope and they would ask you, they're like, yo, when are you going to drop another album? When are you going to, you know, do music again? And I remember at one point, and uh, you had said that that you were getting kind of tired of the question because, and I don't know if you felt this way, and I can't remember if you said it, but I was thinking it. I was right. like, I feel like some people only feel like Voss is only valuable in, in rap. Right. Right. And it was like, and I could tell by your heart and things that you, you know, you were sharing that, that you valued like coding and entrepreneurship right. that right. there was so much more than just rap to, to, for people to look forward to. Right. And just doing rap would just feed into the, as you called earlier, the beast. Right. Right. And so Man, I thought, it, it, yeah, no, go ahead. after you. 
Go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Man, it, it just began to feel like the same feeling all over again because I know people mean well. I said, let me not let me not get too agitated because it's an honor. I'm, I'm 37 years old now. I was probably 35, 36 at the time. People want to hear me rap. What an honor. You know what I'm saying? What an honor. Yeah. So I don't reject, but I also think that the same idea is why we neglect so many other aspects of society. Like the stage is full. The schools are empty. You know, the stage is always full in church. There's always somebody willing to perform with a microphone. And I just want to I just wanted to be OK with not being that and wanted the under, people to understand. And, it's, and it wasn't just for the sake of me, like see me as more. I'm like, don't you understand why we need more? Like we do need a revolt TV. Like we need the new or next 700 club. Like who's going to do that? These guys are getting older. We need young, competent voices that can speak to the culture, truth to power, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And that, and that's the heart behind that. Amen. Amen. I thought about it the other day, the 700 club, it's been around for a while, but -hmm. I don't know how many young voices are on there. You know, even with like, you know, I used to watch, uh, you know, BET on Sunday mornings, get ready for church. And most folks on there didn't seem too relatable to the kids. Exactly. It was like, exactly. you know, the kids left BET on overnight and then the parents woke up, got the TV <laughs> on and they were able to watch what was on TV. And right. Cause like, see, it's got good stuff on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That was, that was what was behind that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I, I think it's super important for young people to figure out, uh, what it is to, to, to really step into those shoes that are now, um, becoming empty because the older folks are, are leaving, they're retiring, they're, they're passing away. And, right. um, so, and, and that, that was kind of one of my focuses on, on doing this was, you know, I wanted to try to help younger folks, um, be interested in business and economics and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of economics, uh, one thing I wanted you to hit on a little bit was, uh, one, I hear a lot about, um, and I'm almost drawing a blank. I don't know if it's uh, group economics, community economics. Yeah, group economics. Uh huh. Yeah. If you would talk about that a little bit, how important that is, and um, for anybody who's not really aware of it, just kind of break it down some, because I feel like it's really important. And for me in general, just in like, um, I don't want to keep talking. I want to let you talk, but no, you're good, brother. This is dialogue. We good. <laughs> Long time ago, uh, Starbucks had the issue with the red cups. Right. All the Christians freaked out. And right. that that time was actually my introduction into working with track stars because I wrote an article right. about, hey, if you're so mad at Starbucks for the red cup, go find a, a, a Christian company. Christian Free. company, be good. Don't just be a Christian company and expect people to come right. in and buy your coffee because you're Christian. Indeed. Be a good Indeed. quality Christian company. Indeed. And then Christians go support them and turn them into the next Starbucks like Chick-fil-A. Free. Agreed. Hobby Agreed. Lobby. Indeed. You know, all Indeed. these huge companies that are Christian based found, you know, and they support the Christian community. Indeed. So talk about group, group economics a little bit. And I know I do see a lot of people talk about it within the black community. Right. And, right. um, yeah. So if you're talking about the importance of that and maybe there's some stuff that you've encountered or witnessed, uh, in regards to that. Um, yeah, you know, um, our next venture, me and a couple of my business partners, and we're also trying to make it a community thing, is called allchristianeverything.com. And so far, it's a beta site right now. We have Christian deodorant. Yes, Christian deodorant. Christian beard oil. We got baby onesies. And just, you know, Christian merchandising alone is a $4 billion a year business. 
$4 billion, brother. And so the Christian dollar is so strong. And it's like studios wouldn't fund. Studios wasn't really trying to support and rock with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson hired a, a Christian PR firm. They rounded up a bunch of pastors to do private screenings, and the, and the pastors got their congregations to go see it in droves, and it grossed millions and made back the money so easily. So I think group economics is essential, and even when it comes to the black community, I think that the power of – and but see, you know, how can I say this? The agendas of the – whatever you want to call it, the powers that be – they need everybody ignorant. I, I I personally believe that. I don't I don't think that they teach you about taxes, real estate, balancing a checkbook on purpose. You can't really teach the truth to a high school student about compound interest right. and then give them all these credit cards senior year. It's 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 not gonna work. So I think it's important to teach our kids that, but the power of group economics, man, um, compounding your dollar, compounding your skills and your resources and your skill sets and putting them together for a collective purpose. Now, the beautiful thing about the age we live in, the age of information is it doesn't have to be in mass. You can do like, like you and I, I'd be like, yo, I, 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 yo, I dig Jason Bordeaux. He's dope. Let me see what I can connect on with him. And technology gives you and I the resources to do whatever we want. Right. You know what I mean? E-commerce makes billions of dollars. And so I think having a group mindset um, towards goals is so important. And I, and I, and I'll, uh, and maybe one day we'll come back and talk about group economics um, in particular, but yeah, it, it's very important for any community because the nature of much of what gets done, no matter what your worldview or ideology is, it's money. And it's not individual money. It's collective people putting their collective uh, money, influence, and expertise together for a united goal. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about um, talking about high school, teaching kids, uh, and you know the credit card situation yeah. and all that good stuff. And so something else I was that came to my mind during that, uh, what you were just saying is is college mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm I, I the funny thing is you know I'm, I'm in college now I'm getting ready to graduate in May with my business management degree and mm -hmm. so but I'll be honest most of all of the valuable things that I've learned mm -hmm. have been through podcast wow have been through YouTube have right. been through free. all right. free stuff right Right. How how important would would you? Because I know you work with high school kids. What mm -hmm. is your like if they ask you about college? What what's your view on college, and how would you try to you know mentor a young person into the thoughts of college? Is it needed? You know what should they think about whenever they get in you know high school about college? Um, it, it it's a tough philosophy because I know that college is a ripoff, but we have not found a collective substitution good enough to preach and evangelize to the masses. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can, I can tell you college is a ripoff, but I also have to be honest and tell the young people I work with that the average college graduate makes, um, $400 a month more every week or two weeks. You know what I mean? Which is, a, which, which taken together is a, is a, is a, is an excess of a million dollars. So a college graduate is more likely to make a million dollars more. Um, than a high school graduate. So I, I try to tell young people to te te treat college like old folks used to treat high school. It's just a step in, it's just a step on the way to where you want to go. I think that understanding your purpose and your vision will better help you to use college as the tool that it is now 
and know what degree you want. Focus on transferable skills. Focus on the degrees that are most transferable right? rather than the ones that because because these days, like every company is a tech company and every company is a media company. There's no company that doesn't have a Facebook and people get paid $40,000 to manage Facebook accounts. There's no company that doesn't need YouTube. Right. So learning to work with technology is the emphasis as well, because learning to work with technology will compound your learning because you'll know where to search for podcasts and YouTube and stuff like that. And it, it will also make you an asset because, you know, these things aren't being taught in schools yet. So when you can add to your learning, you got to kind of look at college as just one of the many feathers in your cap. It's just a door opener. It's not a guarantee for success. Right. Speaking of which, uh, real quick. I don't know if you heard this. There was actually a cruise ship who is hiring for the summer, the spring and summer for people mm -hmm. to just do Instagram. There you go. Just do Instagram. There you go. There and you it's go. It's like, you know, we talked about it on another podcast. I'm on the Solomon sports podcast. And I was saying that's taking the place of the traditional photographer. Now, like sure Instagram is, it's the, the current medium in which people are taking in, you know, photos and yes, even though you know, and now and now you and now you can go live, and and that's that's yeah. the reality of what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you better believe Obama and Trump they have a social media staff. I bet you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so when you consider that, oh uh, man, I love I love the Bible, bro. The Bible talks about, and even even one of our uh, uh, I'll, I'll call them um, pioneers in Christian hip hop said that their ministry was built on. Um, the sons of Issachar in the Bible who discerned the times and knew what to do. And so I think that that's what wisdom is. Wisdom has to, you, wisdom allows you to say, I need to be adaptable. So I don't abandon my principles, but how do I apply my principles right now? You know what I'm saying? And so, right. yeah, man. So I teach kids to learn to work with technology. And coding, I don't think everybody's going to be a coder. But if anyone's out there is 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 having has an idea of where they want to steer their children, I'll tell you like this: There's 1.4 million jobs over the next 10 years in computer science, and there are only 400,000 ki um, kids enrolled in college for computer science. So that means there's an excess of a million jobs that people won't be able to do. So the value of learning to work with technology, even if you don't want to be a computer programmer, understanding how this works, there will be a premium on it. My daughter, I got my daughter interested in coding and, you know, she loves like apocalyptic movies. And one, one of the things I would tell her was anytime there's an end of the world scenario, the good guys and the bad guys both got computer people. It's a simple analogy, but when you think about it, like. It's always some matrix. Everybody, oh, yeah. It's like you know, like I, even though it's a, it seems like a trivial analogy. I think there's some truth there. Somebody's trying to build a communication device to reach somebody not around. That's not around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and jump uh, kind of back into the whole education thing. Yeah. One one thing that I think is extremely important in talking about college, like for me, college is my backup plan. It's like if. Mm -hmm. If I venture off to do, to be, you know, entrepreneur, start my own company or work uh, for another Christian company, kind of still in an entrepreneurial way. Mm -hmm. um, I think, the, you know, my education is like, you know, I do have a family. And, and I think that's the big thing for a lot of people is if, if you started early and mm -hmm. a lot of millennials now, you know, including myself, we are starting families earlier mm -hmm. for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And right. so it's like, you know. I have a family too. I, I can't, I can't sacrifice and eat, you know, bologna and 
right. old bread, you know, trying to make this thing get off the ground and going. Of course, of course. So, so you're like, well, college is kind of the, the you know, quote, air quote, safe bet. Uh, mm-hmm. because you have that fallback on, you can go to a company and say, I got this degree, such and such, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, but there's, and, and there's some people out there who just can't make college work because they have to work to pay bills. Yeah. And, and I really, you know, I, I really feel for those individuals. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I am, I'm kind of blessed with the work schedule to where I can go to college and work. Right. And, but not everybody has that, that blessing. So to me, it's super important for Christians to hmm. become owners to start companies so they can hire people with certain special situations. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Um, you know, so if you have a kid that comes to you and, and you can see some drive in them, but they don't have a college degree, they can't get it. They know how to do the job. Right. Then you can hire them off. Cause like Dave Ramsey, I listened to him and uh, a while ago, he said that, that the highest level of people that he have in his company, he said there's like 16 people out of like 300 that had a bachelor's degree. Everybody else was a trade. Wow. If you can code, if you can create apps, do web design, that's what he wants. He wants the skill. Wow. And so with trade schools, learn how to do something and market that. Right. Right. Learn, learn the skills that are transferable, man, because um, I, I, again, it's balanced because we're getting jobs online. We're not getting them from the newspaper these days. The algorithms on Monster and Indeed and all these places—they're sifting through the credentials algorithmically. It's not someone looking at it. So if you don't—if you say no, you don't have a degree, you don't even get—you don't even make the cut of being. They don't even get to look at the nice little cool things you've done. Again, so there's downsides to it. But for those people like myself, like myself, people offer me jobs. Once they hear me like communicate, I'll say they offer me jobs assuming I have a degree. They're like, there's no way this guy didn't go. I'm like, nah, I don't have a degree. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's a bummer, but God has kind of allowed me to be resourceful and, and taught me how to be more resourceful to how to market my skills, brother. So I'm, I'm with you there, man. It's all about marketable, transferable skills. And I'm got to be intentional about that, man. You got to, you know, it, it, it has to cost you, you know, because if you want to do something that's not average, you can't do what average people do. And, you right. know, average people watch hours and hours and hours and hours of television, Netflix and video games. So it's like, you know, it's a choice. It's a choice. Gotcha. So I want to jump back to grow the heck up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you said you had 20 people. Mm-hmm. Um, are you kind of the... I mean, obviously you're the, you're the founder. So you're, so you're the top guy. Mm-hmm. Um, are you kind of the only person in like a, like a leadership role or do you have other people that, that you've kind of put in place as, in, in some type of leadership? And how was it like for you to try to, you know, kind of navigate with 20 different people? Because I think, you know, some people that might sound like a lot of folks, but I know, uh, and I assume it was kind of slow by slow. So, right, right. you know, how was the building process? Um, you know, was it stressful? How did all that kind of work out? And, and how was it managing that amount of people today? Um, you know, you, you can figure out the anatomy of a, of a boulder from looking at the anatomy of a pebble. So I've run ministries. I've run a record company with maybe like, you know, three people as, as owners, maybe two or three artists and one or two helpers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we did it as ministry and family. So I learned a lot about leadership um, you know, in, uh, interim relationships with people, 
in a way that was mutually beneficial, delegating tasks and whatnot. So um, as much as I, I do sit at the helm, I still submit to the senior writer. My work gets edited by the senior writer. My senior writer sends me back my Google Docs with words crossed out in red. And I submit to that leadership. Shout out to Janine Commodore, um, senior editor for Grow the Heck Up. And so she manages the writers, you know, and then there's the social media. I'm, I love the social media aspect. So I manage that group. And so, you know, we, we're working on that. We're delegated. We're trying to delegate tasks and help people take ownership of it. So that makes it a, that makes it a lot easier. And the writers take up the ball. The writers are they all contribute biweekly. Um, they all have access to the site. Their work gets edited, sent back for reviews, you know. So I'm involved in that. But, yeah, the, the editor takes care of most of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar with TrackStars. We have a writing editor, Ashley Korth, and, and she kind of heads up that whole entire team. Right. And um, so, yeah, so like, the you know, Rod and Sean, they don't even have to – they don't have to, to worry about that at all. Right. And so it allows them to worry about other things that are more – you know, well, not more important, but that takes yeah. more of their attention. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, earlier you that, said that. Oh, go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, like, man, if if, bruh, like, I, I joke sometimes and say Christians got the same problem black people got. We can do so much more if we don't care who gets the credit. And it's like, man, there's a company, bro. Um, I forget the name of their company. I talk about them often on my Periscope episodes. Uh, in China, started off with 23 people, bro. Can you even get five people to do something these day and age? 23 people, they started off making white label items like bottle tops and stuff like that. Today, the company's worth trillions of dollars, U.S., billions of dollars in yen. You have Alibaba. I I think Alibaba might have surpassed Amazon or they're pretty darn close. Started with 16 people. Close, right? Started with 16 people in Jack Ma's current. I'm like, 16 people? Can I even get five or six? And so... Don't be afraid to give away a piece of your pie as a business owner. It's going to be scary. You're going to have to think intentionally about what you want it to be, what that's supposed to look like. But you know what? You can Google partnership and read all about partnerships for the next month. (laughs) You know, you can search partnerships on YouTube and find out how people partner, find out how people gain investors and stuff like that. But that's one of the biggest assets, learning how to collaborate with others and help people understand what's in it for them and why working with you is beneficial to them. Because I, I can tell you why it's beneficial to me. I see your skill. I need it. Let me tell you why this might be beneficial to you. And I focus on that. And um, I've been able to build some great relationships and get some great team members because of it. Awesome. Awesome, man. So speaking of relationships, that was something else I wanted to hit on real quick. Right. Uh, I, I know you have in a, a lot of your scopes, you wear a, a Rebels hat. Yeah, yeah, Noble Rebels. Yep, Noble Rebels. So, if you yep. would just just talk about some of the uh, some of the other, uh, I'd assume they're they, I, I assume they're all Christian companies, from what I can tell. Oh, cool. So, if you'll name oh, cool. some of the kind of connections, uh, how important that is, and how y'all are able to help each other, even though you're not, the, you know, in, you're not the same company, but you kind of right. link up or whatever. Talk about that for a little bit because I think that's another extremely important thing that that we need to do as, as Christian communities is find other companies we can kind of partner up with. Of course, of course. I, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the whole thing about partnership. It's, it's finding relationships and people that are mutually beneficial. I think so many times I I come across young people that call themselves entrepreneurs, but they're really saying you have something valuable. It's a blessing. Can you help me? You know, um, rather than bringing something 
to the table that is immediately valuable to the person that you're approaching. Um, there's Bizzle. There's God over money. Uh, we have a, a, a lifelong friendship. His, his kids call me uncle. Um, he's contributed greatly to my access to audience because he lends me his audience. You know what I mean? Um, by the same time, he respects me as a communicator and a thought leader. So he defers to me on certain things. When it's time for me to speak or we feel the same on an issue, he kind of is willing to throw his audience my way. There's people like Grateful Apparel, um, doing doing great businessman, um, Ray, Ray, um, Ray, Raymond Rivera from Grateful Apparel, my great friend. He prints and um, fulfills the orders for the Grow the Heck Up t-shirts and whatnot. And I actually introduced Bizzle to Grateful. Um, when I met um, Ray from Grateful, I'm like, hey, listen, you got to meet my bro. I think I think you guys would really hit it off. And so also connecting pieces, connecting dots, not keeping everything for yourself, not keeping every inf- every bit of information and everything you learn and every new relationship you get. You know, when you start dealing with an open hand, you might find um, more comes back to you. But yeah, I, I enjoy That's part of my thing. I, I enjoy connecting people. Um, but yeah, uh, who, who else? There's Noble Rebels, of course, another Christian clo- clothing company that Bizzle and I work closely with. And um, yeah, man. Now, this is something interesting that, that I wanted to ask you about. So Grateful Apparel and Noble Rebels are both clothing companies? Yes. Okay. So is it, are they affiliated with each other in any way? Because I know there's a lot of Christian no. apparel companies. No, they're not. They're not affiliated with each other in any way. So... They're just, they're just worn by some of the same artists sometimes. So people yeah. might think so. Mm-hmm. So how was it like, and, and this is just me being curious, is there, do you evenly kind of distribute kind of their names and kind of promote them? Do you evenly do that? Because for me, like, for example, uh, for the Business with Bordeaux podcast, True mm-hmm. Strength Apparel is a sponsor. They also sponsor Track Stars. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know, I kind of push that a lot. And whenever I reached out for, people to interview business owners for the show, mm. I got a ton of Christian uh, clothing companies. Of course. And it was like, and everybody does Christian clothing now. Everybody. And so, but you know, it was weird because I was thinking, you know, cause I want to let anybody that I interview, you know, part of my goal is to promote them the best I can. Right. Uh, to, to whatever kind of audience I have uh, and it grows later or down the road or whatever. Right. And so, right. but it's always been weird. Cause I'm like, you know, I have, you know, 15 names of Christian clothing companies. Right. And it's like, you know, how do I evenly, I don't want to feel like I'm picking sides. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how do you know, how do you do that? How do you kind of balance out that, you know, noble rebels and grateful? Like if somebody asks you, what's a great clothing company, do you just kind of give them both or everybody, you know, um, I'm going to say grateful apparel first. Um, and I would say that if they both were sitting here, Right. Um, you know, everybody has their own principle and standard. But because here, here's the interesting thing too, everybody I will probably name to you, they're usually my friends first. Okay. So owner of Noble Rebels is our friend. Like I, him and his wife, I love them as family. Ray from Grateful Apparel is family. But just speaking personally, speaking, Grateful has paid more dues and been more instrumental in the success of what I do. Right. Whereas Noble Rebel, that's just my man, regardless of whether he's doing his business or not. And so is Ray. But Grateful Apparel, I have a, I have a deference to them out of a sense of gratitude for what he's done for me. And that's just how it goes. That's like if you ask me what rapper's dope, I'm going to tell you Bizzle first. You know what I mean? I don't care who's <laughs> He's good. But you know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, because there's a deference. And I, and, I, and I think that when you have relationships based on principle, I can really feel like I can say that without feeling no type of way. Because I love all of my friends. And, you know, 
and 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 it doesn't always come with a shout out, you know. Sometimes it's like, hey, bro, yo, check out this resource I found. I think it might be a blessing to you. And I'll send you this video or article or book or connection or you need to meet this person. So I'm always looking to help people in any way I can. And that's not all. The best way to help someone is not always a shout out. So, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. So, yeah, man, I think um, I think that's about it. That's all the questions I had. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of things. One, I know I know you do a lot of reading, and uh, and you've shared some of your books in your scope before. Uh, if you could name yeah. off some some like what which books would you think would be very uh, very well? What are some of the best books that you've read in terms of business and entrepreneurs, and what you think people would get the most out of? And if there's any like podcast or any other uh, forms of media that you think people should look at or listen to to help them, you know, try to get their business up and going. Um, if you would name off a few of those, if you could think of some. Um, I'll give you some of my favorites and I'll tell you why they're my favorites. And I'll tell you who I think they might be good for. Okay. Um, I pulled up my audible right here. If you are in media and I mean, everybody's in media, really, I think you need to read, trust me, I'm lying by Ryan holiday. Um, it's, it's one of the books championed by Phil of Rapzilla and when I first met, well, I knew Phil for years. When we first started building, I first started working for Rapzilla. Um, I said, yeah, like, I may not agree with everything this guy does, but no one who's trying to deceive anyone who would recommend that book to anyone. He said it's the book he always recommends to people. It shows you every media trick that you you didn't even think could be done. It's called Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. Um, Benjamin Franklin, uh, sorry, Benjamin Franklin and American Life by uh, Walter Isaacson, um, uh, the power broker. If you're interested in business and policy and politics and how hands get shaken and how people really get deals and contracts and stuff like that about a guy you might've never heard of, but he built New York practically single-handedly. His name is Robert Moses, had more powers than governors and senators and mayors. And he was just like the head of a parks department. Um, it's called the power broker and, um, recently finished the power of broke by, um, Draymond John Raymond uh is playing while while I'm picking the selection <laughs> by uh, Damon John from Shark Tank. Um, what else? What else? What else we have here? Essentialism is a good book. Uh, and because I'm in e-commerce now, I'm really biased to this book. But it's called The Everything Store. Um, about Amazon. Man, that book I love. Oh, he, here's one for everyone. For everyone, if you are in business, that same author, Growth Hacker Marketing. That if, if I could tell you out of all the books I just named, I'm an entrepreneur in 2017. What book do I need to read? Growth Hacker Marketing by Ryan Holiday. And it's a small book. And it's a small book. If, if I could tell you one book, that's what it would be. Now, I'm going to take all these and I'm going to create a show notes page for this particular episode. So you no can doubt. go and I'll, I'll lay all those books out so people can go and check them out. No doubt, bro. So are there any other? Uh, do, do you listen to podcasts? Um, I try to, but I don't get to, I know who's okay. good and I don't know who I should be listening to, but the time I'm not afforded the time right now. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Thankfully I, I'm in a position to where I have plenty of driving and I work kind of on my own mm-hmm. so I can kind of listen to podcasts as I work. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I've been blessed with that too. So anyway, man, well, I'll tell you what, man, we really, really appreciate you joining us and, um, go ahead and shout out, uh, where people can find you at obviously grow to heck but right. uh, name off some of your uh, your social media 
outlets that uh, the people can go in and find you at? If you've enjoyed anything that I've shared, you can find me at Grow the Heck Up on everything. We are Grow the Heck Up on Snapchat, Grow the Heck Up on Instagram, Grow the Heck Up on Twitter, Grow the Heck Up on Tumblr, Grow the Heck Up on Pinterest, Grow the Heck Up on Facebook, Grow the Heck Up on Telegram, Grow the Heck Up on everything. I am LaVosia Cornerstone, a.k.a. Captain OG, and please remember to visit growtheheckup.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. we appreciate it. And just FYI for anybody who who this might be, your first introduction into the Barcier. If you check out his Periscope, you're going to get much, much, much more than business. How could but how could I forget? How, how could I forget? Check me out on Periscope. That's the that's the <laughs> flagship. Even though people say Periscope is dead, man, I, I, I yo brother, I was on a Periscope the other day. It had twenty thousand people in it in China in one scope. Man. You know, so I know they say Periscope is dead, but that's Grow the Heck Up's flagship. So if you want to connect with me real time, a live broadcast, they're dope. Uh, we talk about everything. Race, religion, music, culture, health, politics, hip-hop, and the Bible. Hit me up on Periscope. All righty, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to let you go. And uh, we appreciate you being on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You too. All righty. That was the interview with Lavoisier Cornerstone from Grow the Heck Up. And you can, again, you can go check it out at growtheheckup.com to, uh, to check out all the, in, the articles and stuff he has going on over there. And, um, you know, you hear his heart. And if you've ever watched this Periscope, if you haven't done it yet, go look at Grow the Heck Up on Periscope. Uh, he scopes almost daily. But, and, you know, he, he does a lot of business talk. He does a lot of ministry talk. He does a lot of social issues talk, politics, health. You know, he listed all off. I can't list it like he can, but yeah, go check it out, man. Um, and you know, he, 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 it is a media site for sure. And, uh, and even though I work with track stars, which also is a uh, Christian media, it's not a competition. We're all trying to go out and, and give, you know, different perspectives on the world and Christian values, things that are going on in culture. And so, you know, even, you know, track star supports Rapzilla, grow the heck up. Uh, DJ Wado, all the different people that that some might assume as competition. Uh, there's not really competition in the body of Christ. We're all on the same mission, which is sharing the gospel and and grow the heck up is doing that for sure. And so hopefully we can have Lavoisier Cornerstone back on the show uh, soon, soon. And um, so you know y'all 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 continue to pray for him. And uh, and you know I think he still has some transitions. He moved from. From New York to, to Texas, if you if you follow him on Periscope, you know that. So I'm not sharing anything he hasn't already shared. But with any entrepreneur with life changes, you know you're still trying to carry on the business and the mission uh, amidst of everything else that's going on. And so kudos to him for for getting that done, and um and for for being educated for educating other people, uh, working with with high school kids and teaching. And so anyway, man, uh, I love what he has going on. I love what he does for the, the culture and for the Christian community. And so, and you know, the, the, the brains behind the guy, uh, I mean, really, really one of the smartest guys I've ever talked to. So, you know, it, it was super, it was an honor for me to talk to him anyway. Uh, I'm a <laughs> quick rambling on. So yeah, like I said, February is going to be track stars month and, um, you know, like history month. So, uh, and you know, it's, it's an honor for me to be a part of that team. I really appreciate them giving me a shot and opportunity 
to to show my value to to what they already had going on and they had a lot going on already and so i'm looking forward to seeing what what god does with track stars even with grow the heck up or rapzilla everybody's got so much stuff going on and yeah we're going to dominate the industry and i, I really believe that I, I believe in 20 25 years by the time my kids get grown that there's going to be you know more than just chick-fil-a and hobby lobby uh dominating the the mainstream world and uh in the markets and uh media online offline everywhere so anyway before i let y'all go uh one i want to thank you so much for for lending me your ears and listening to the show i really 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 want to know if this is quality content for y'all if this is something that you enjoy hearing um you know if you want to leave a comment on itunes you can do that you can leave a review um you know an honest star rating uh, whatever that star is, I, I want honest feedback. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter at Jason Bordo one, uh, you can do that and give me some feedback there or on Instagram. And, uh, I'm also on Facebook as well. So I, I just want to know what I can be doing better pretty much. Uh, cause this show is, is for all of you who are running businesses, who are wanting to start a business, who are curious about what it takes to get started in doing that. And so we're also going to have some more interviews coming up. Um, I'm scheduling some stuff with a business law expert to figure out the legalities of everything that needs to go on and getting started. I'm also going to reach out to uh, somebody in accounting so you can know, you know, all the tax stuff that you got to worry about. And um, so, yeah, man, if there's anything else that, that y'all think would be valuable for the show, if you know any Christian business owners, I can reach out to for an interview. Let me know that as well. You can tag them in um, whether it's on uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is. And, and, and before we go, I also want to thank our patron, um, Aaron Simpkins at truestrengthapparel.com. Like I said before, go check out the clothing he has there. And he's also got a new uh, line for Rick Sincere. He's a track stars music artist. He has a single full throttle and the shirts are dope. I, I really like the shirts, especially the gold one. I'm not much of a gold guy, but I actually do like the gold shirt. So Go check that out, truestrengthapparel.com. And for all of my podcasts, for all of my blog postings, and everything that I got going on, you can go to businesswithbordo.com. If you want to support the show financially, you can also do so. Uh, the Patreon link is on my website, businesswithbordo.com. So you can just find the link there for Patreon and if you want to financially support the show. So anyway, I think that's it, man. Um, I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, I love all of you for listening to the show and I pray blessings upon you and your business. Thanks and God bless.